0: Oh good morning everybody. Sorry, I'm fiddling with the mic. Welcome back to Driving Theology. My name is Mike. <laughs> and uh Yeah, it is getting toward the end of February. Oddly enough, all of my attempts to record podcasts in February, I don't think I've had one in February yet. That I've actually been able to post uh, I can't remember what happened two weeks ago maybe it was just a bad recording or or a, I mean a you know a bad a bad offering maybe something didn't really come to my mind well which does happen I know and I post it most of the time because that's part of the part of my historical record in a sense sorry I'm It is really rainy and cold this morning, I'm trying to get my windshield to maybe think about staying clear. Anyway, uh, last week in the middle of the recording, unbeknownst to me, my battery ran out. That's one thing that I would suggest as an improvement for this uh, machine is some kind of a warning that will catch you from the corner of your eye that the recording is going out. And I realize that a device that you use for live recording, uh, maybe you want to stay quiet in case you're recording a, some kind of a concert or something. And so maybe the beeps would be out, but, you know, a battery warning might be nice uh, because I could stop the recording and replace the batteries or, you know, I could even plug into DC, I think, at some point. USB works as DC in this. Anyway, is that DC power? AC, AC power, AC. Anyway, uh, not the point. Point is, last week I thought I recorded a pretty good uh, episode, and then, uh, yeah, it turns out the battery sometime in the middle had turned off, and I haven't really, I just, I don't know. Couldn't get myself to go back and figure that out, so we'll just re-record it. We'll just be down a few episodes this month. My fault. Uh, Should've checked the battery, but that that's... It's funny, the thing I've been thinking about this, this morning the most is my, my unique personality or, or character. You know what is it that makes me say different from my siblings? Uh, In what ways are we similar? In what ways are we different? Um, In some uh, in some ways, my sisters and I are really different. Now, obviously, I'm more different from my my brothers uh, and my other sister. So we do have a family of seven siblings uh but some of us are adopted and some of us are uh from a different mother um, so i would think that you know there's got to be obvious differences between those people at least more so but what is it that makes a person who he is you know one of the things that that one of the things that uh defines who I am is I I take something to the um, last possible moment before I replace it. That's just me. Maybe that's the fact that my family has been uh, uh, poor at certain points that we've learned to be very thrifty and frugal with some things. Um, But you know, if I eat a piece of chicken off the bone. There's only going to be bone left. Only going to be bone. And maybe that's, you know, greed as well. Maybe that's, uh, you know, it can be all kinds of things. I suppose. Um, I'll let you decide on that. Um, I should probably turn down a few things in here. Don't get too noisy. Uh, but that's been me, right? When I suppose when we were growing up, and I was a, you know, young growing boy. When we'd have meat, which was often enough, it's not not that we didn't have meat every day, but when we'd have things like chicken, and I love chicken, especially fried chicken. You know, there'd be only so many pieces for each person—two pieces for each person, or something like that. And I love chicken so much that you know I would just clean the bone off. I would just—I wouldn't waste a, a sliver of meat ever on chicken. It's just. It's just not possible for me. It's a, I don't know if it's OCD or, you know, just one of those things. But it's not. It's not. It wouldn't be like me to waste anything on chicken, right? When we eat chicken, I'm going to clean that chicken off the bone. <laughs> and the same, same way with uh, the gas in the car. Like I, I don't. I'm never going to put gas in the car when I have a, a, a half tank. I can't remember the last time I put gas in the car when I had a quarter tank unless, you know, I had a really long, um, long day of driving to go. I put gas in the tank when it is blinking on empty. I mean, really, really low. In fact, the other day, I was at my house. I had forgotten to put gas in. I knew I should. I had forgotten to put gas in the car. This was actually last, this was last Wednesday, so... Going to work, I, I knew I had enough gas to get to and an, to work, and I knew I'd probably need to get it on the way back. Uh, so I I um, planned on getting it on the way back after work, but I forgot about it. I just it just completely um, left my mind, and so I get home. And I look down and my car tells me that I can only go another two kilometers, which is less than two miles, right? Roughly a mile and a half. And the nearest gas station is farther than that from my house. But I was already home, so I was like, "Well, I'm home, I might as well go, you know, go in. So it was, you know, late, later in the evening and it was around 7 p.m., I think, so I didn't Worry about it too much. Uh figured I'd worry about it the next day. And uh, the next day I had to what I have to do, I guess I have to go roast coffee. So I I may be off of my days, but I'm pretty sure that's it. On Thursday I had to go do something. So when I went to roast coffee, I grabbed my gas can that still had some gas in it that I used for my lawnmower and various yard tools. And uh, so I grabbed that and put it in the car just in case, but I made it fine, you know. These cars warn you uh, way before they actually have to, uh, which is probably a good feature for people like me because I'd probably run out of gas <laughs> more often than I should. I think I've only run out of gas in Japan maybe... I only remember once, but I'm sure it happened more than once. Must have been twice in the last 20, 30 years. But that's a weird personality quirk of mine is to push something to the, you know, to the limit to use it until it dies. That happened with one of my cars as well, uh, the one before my last one, where, you know, I probably should have um, switched cars earlier, but. By the time I switched it, it was pretty much done. You know, it was it was used up. Um, now there is something good about that. You know, you, you do save money as well. Now it can it can put you in strange predicaments. But using up your gasoline or or you know using up a car until it just uh, quits, uh, there are. There are good things about that as well. Um, As far as gasoline, now this is gonna sound really petty, but I'm sure over a lifetime of a car it will pay off, but gas is heavy. And you feel it in a small car like I've got, when you fill up the tank, you realize you are carrying around uh, a lot more of a load than you were before you got (laughs) gas. So theoretically, um, the car has to work harder to haul that gas around uh, than it would if it were, say, always half empty or, or always, uh, you know. Now there, there, there are some other things about you know engines that if you don't have enough gas in there, you may get condensation. Condensation obviously is water. Water can get in your gas, and that can mess with your. Uh, mess with the efficiency of the engine. So I, I get that. So I'm not going to hit that point too hard. I don't think that's a a very good, uh, uh, very strong mountain to stand on, let's say, or a, or a very good hill to fight on. Uh, you know, but I don't think I do it because of the money. I don't, I don't. I don't think I do it to save money because I'm I'm horrible at saving money. I'm not a good money saver. Really good at spending, but I'm not very good at saving. So I don't think that's it. It's just it's a personality quirk, you know. Also, when I go to work, I never I never get to work ten minutes early uh, unless I've got something specific to do ten minutes early. I'm gonna get there pretty much. By the skin of my teeth every time, uh, and you know I watch my time and I try to make it work. But I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's ever going to show up to a place 10, 20, 30 minutes early. I know people like that. That's just not, it's just not part of my personality. Oh, sorry, I haven't had my coffee this morning. You know, the other thing is that, yeah, so it's time, um, I'm not the most prepared person, so I'm a musician and, and you know, musicians have to know their music and, and learn, uh, learn uh, lyrics and all kinds of things. In preparation for performances or rehearsals or whatever. Um, I usually leave everything to the last minute. You know, that's that's just kind of the it's my personality. So I don't know what makes us who we are. You know, what what makes us like that. You know, why some some people are profound procrastinators. I mean I am the pro of procrastinators is how I would say it. Um But the thing I've always told myself, perhaps the lie I've always told myself, I'll, I'll admit that's a possibility uh, is that I'm a, I'm an in the moment person, right? I'm all about being in the moment. Uh, being Johnny on the spot, you know, being uh, and that's what light, you know, being a performer is about. you have to be on. You know when the lights come on, you, you, you need a certain kind of energy. You need a you need to be in a certain kind of a way when it's time to entertain. Um, when you when you have to hold uh, somebody's uh, what's the word I'm looking for attention, right? And that's part of what it's what it means to be a teacher as well. So I'm both teacher and uh, performer. And a teacher is a performer. Any any teacher will tell you, you know, teaching is is performing. You know, you're always in front of a always in front of a group. In fact, I'm going to a class right now, well, three consecutive classes. Um, They're just 30 minutes long, but they are basically, you know, fun have fun in English with Michael type things for kindergartners. That's what I do on Wednesdays. Now you know. Well, that's the first part of my Wednesday. The second part of my Wednesdays is more serious English teaching, but this is kind of, um, you know, just, just for fun, fun with English. And I, you know, I take a guitar and we do some music and we do some movement and, you know, we do a lot of joking and dancing and it's very light and fun and and uh, you know, not very serious, we talk, we sing silly songs about the weather, and uh, I've, I've written a song or two that I use in these, uh, in these, uh, I call them big classes, but it's really not, yeah. Anyway, it's usually between 20, 20 or 30 kids with the teachers in there, and then I sit in front and do my thing. Um... But, uh, that's what I tell myself that, you know, because I am a a person who has to be on all the time that there's a certain way that I need to set myself up for that, right? I need to, for example, the coffee I drink in the morning, Uh, even this podcast, you know, I I was, I was thinking about not doing the podcast this morning because I was running late. I got up late slept great last night uh, I'm still trying to uh, get the cobwebs off slept awesome last night first time in several days and I had to rush to get ready just to make it on time and I did I am pretty much on time I think uh, and uh, what was I talking about <laughs> I totally forgot I uh, yeah the part of you know being a, a teacher a performer is that you kind of set yourself up for being on right when you need to be on you have to get your energy up you have to get your your mouth working in a certain way your body needs to be uh in a certain lively way and all that needs to happen uh when it's when the kids are in front of you right it all needs to come together at the right time and i think you know after all these years i kind of do that instinctively perhaps. I'm not very insecure in front of uh, these kids. I do get insecure still in front of an audience of adults. Kids are much more forgiving. And they're curious, right? They're curious about everything. They love the guitar. They notice when I bring a different guitar or even a different colored pick. They notice every detail. Um, it's really neat to be loved by children. Uh, Children are, you know, they give it to you freely. They are so genuine and honest. And over time, society uh, teaches them to be less genuine and less honest. uh, To be even less curious, right? Which is a big problem we have in the church. Uh yeah, so, so I even thought about not doing my podcast because last week I had, you know, obviously not checked the batteries in my recorder and allowed it to quit on me in the middle of the podcast. I hadn't yet checked changed the batteries. I didn't know if I had time to find batteries at my house, which we did have some. Uh, to put in there so I was gonna maybe just not do the podcast but in thinking about not doing the podcast the podcast is part of what you know sets me up for this class every time right this is what I do uh before and I don't know how I would be without that um aspect of my morning routine right my Wednesday morning routine my Wednesday mornings probably have more routine than any other day because of the, maybe it's the distance I have to drive um, that makes that necessary. You know, I have a lot of time in this drive, three times longer than any of my other drives. Well, almost any. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple things that I just don't skip. Like to skip coffee in my morning routine feels like I'm gonna die. Like, if I skip the coffee, uh, that's just that's just going to be bad for me. That's what I always feel like, you know. Of course it's not. I've had to skip it. You know, it's, there's been times we've been out or, you know, other things that have happened. We kind of have to skip it. But, uh, <clears throat> you get by. You know, life goes on. And that's part of age as well, but you know, the whole battery thing, You, you wanting to use batteries until they're completely used up. This thing has a battery meter on it. I could check it. And, uh, you know, when I think it's getting longish, I do check it. Um, but even if it's got two bars, for whatever reason, I want to use up that whole battery, you know, as much as I can. Sometimes I can talk myself into Switching out the batteries before they completely fail. But back at the house, I've got a couple scales that we use to to uh, measure coffee. We I own a cafe, so the way we do coffee is way more involved than the way most people do coffee. I get that. Uh, we are coffee nerds, and that's fine with us. That's kind of our business. But you know, those those scales are battery operated, and they they uh, have. Indicators about how much battery power is left, and and I ignore those most of the time too, you know. But that's something I can I can fix as soon as they fail, and you know, no harm, no foul, as they say. Um, But it's just part of my personality. There there are things about that that I don't think I would ever be able to fix. You know, Uh, will I ever get to the point where I can eat half a piece of chicken? leave it there unless I'm sick, you know. I just don't I don't think so, right? It's after 55 years changing those things are would be very very difficult. You know, the funny thing is and I don't talk about marriage much. I don't talk about marriage much. But if you think about the things that that end marriages or that make make husband and wife fight a lot of times it's silly things like this now you can argue that people choose these silly fights because there's something bigger that they just, just don't want to face and that's possible too you know that that is a, that is a grave possibility So my, you know, my, I guess my retort would be uh, perhaps we should stop with the the petty fighting and uh, really try to get to the the major issue. Sorry about the wiper noise. It's raining today, obviously. Didn't give you a weather report today. Raining and cold. Rainy and cold February day. Although yesterday was short sleeve weather. I walked the dogs in short sleeves yesterday and didn't get cold at all. Now, today, it's back to wintery weather. I'm going to have about a week or 10 days of really cold weather before we get to spring, I suppose. Spring for real. I guess we had fake spring. Pre spring. Um. Yeah, what are the what are the quirks that make you you? That if you could change, you might, uh, and yet if you changed them, you wouldn't be you anymore. You know, there are so many idiosyncras- idiosyncrasies. I can't say, syncrasies You know, we have so many quirks and idiosyncrasies that um, the the collection of which makes us who we are in a lot of. You know, the fact that I can't, I can't not pick a piece of chicken bone dry when I eat it is a testament to probably my family history, Uh, certainly my, my family's history, but my ancestors as well, I would think, you know, there's gotta be something in that. have to, know. I'd, I'd want to check on that, When, at what point do, or is that a generational thing, you know, when my kids, my kids have had it better than I had it, in a lot of ways, not a lot better, but better, uh, I think they had more access to good food, uh, got more of what they wanted, certainly than, than my sisters and I did when we were growing up. I wonder if the way they eat chicken has laxed, that they are fine to leave more of it on the boat. I know my wife doesn't worry about that at all. You know, it drives me crazy when she eats half a piece of meat. You know, meat to me is like <laughs> it's valuable, it's like gold. Maybe that's just me being a boy or the fact that we never had steak or anything like that growing up. You know, we had closest thing we had to steak were pork steaks. We didn't go to fancy restaurants. We A fancy restaurant for us was fast food. Uh, that's just how I remember it. I'm sure it wasn't as bad as all that and you know we, we never went hungry. We weren't malnourished for sure. Um, but yeah I think that's just what it was like, you know, good food was hard to come by. I wonder what what the spiritual signposts of all that would be, you know, if, if you could, if you could, if, if that's, if that's the reality, if, if my idiosyncrasies are evidence of the reality of my past, of my history, at least somewhat also acknowledging that some of that I think today they believe could be uh, embedded in my DNA that I may have idiosyncrasies that have been passed on to me from my ancestors, right? Uh, Even memories, perhaps, which I've talked about in the past. I'd really like to learn more about that. What are the spiritual idiosyncrasies that I have which are signposts to the journey I have come on uh, in in my walk toward Christ, and I pray that I'm walking toward Him, not not away from. Him. You know, C.S. Lewis argued that everybody's either walking toward or walking away from Christ. If you're walking toward Him, you need not be worried. You know, no matter how slow your pace you'll get there Uh, if you've turned around if you're walking away from Christ uh, that's when the uh, you know the worry comes along yeah sorry I just had a separate thought that's probably better for a Separate uh, podcast had to do with uh, Hitchens, uh, the famous uh, atheist, uh, atheist slash agnostic, who was very vocal against Christianity and religion in general. A uh, bit of a bit of a jerk, actually. <laughs> but I just had a random thought about. It. The fact that that he, living in Western society, is standing on the shoulders of Christianity, and yet um, wants to, uh, you know, wants to dismiss it altogether. When, you know, it's a, it's a deep part of who he is. He's grown up uh, in countries, in families where where people held uh, the tenets of Christianity in high regard. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying all those tenants were good. Uh, I know there's a lot of bad stuff that's going on, and, and I actually have a lot of um, empathy for people like Hitchens, who uh, are blessed or cursed with a very good eye at finding hypocrisy, but they're they're also cursed uh, in that they can't see good either. Hitchens is dead, by the way. He died of, I believe, pancreatic cancer. Sorry, having to take a gulp of my coffee. You know, if you you could, if you had to make a list of your uh, spiritual personality, you know if you had to list up all of the traits uh that you have spiritually for example you know a lot of them are going to be the same if you're a procrastinator in your everyday life you're probably a spiritual spiritual procrastinator as well and that maybe you put off praying or you, you put off um you know different whatever whatever you think are your the things that you do for christ you know you can you can put those off and into, um, neglect uh, doing the things that you know uh, would probably be good for you to do. You see, I artfully avoided the word should or ought. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of it's going to be the same. Um, but, you know, there are certain things that I believe that I didn't used to believe. Like, I, I have... For whatever reason, I have come to believe a different gospel than my, my parents taught me, uh, than their parents taught them. I have come to believe a gospel that is, I believe, uh, closer to the truth. My gospel has has um, dismissed the notion of hell, especially an eternal hell. Um, I believe hell, anytime it comes up in the Bible, no matter what translation, whether you're talking about Hades, Gehenna, uh, Sheol, or what have you, it's always a metaphor. Uh, it's a metaphor for uh, being. Isolated from God, being isolated uh, more to the point from Christ, who is the actual image of God, not the not the image that we were given in the Old Testament, but but Christ is the the last word, the final word, the complete word of who God is. Uh, and that is love and so because i've come to believe a certain gospel i'm sure it in that in those choices i've made whether they've been you know been revealed to me or whether i've just found out of sheer curiosity or whatever they should be evidence of the journey i've been on Right? The things that make up my spiritual personality are evidence of the journey I've been on. They should point to uh, certain um, spiritual milestones or um, events that have happened in my life. My assumption would be that would be true for everybody. That's how it works. That's just the nature of the beast, if you Um, yeah, I don't know what else it would be. Like, uh, it's it's such a it's such a huge world. Like, I suppose your your thoughts on prayer, what prayer actually is, how prayer uh, quote unquote works or doesn't work, the way you pray. Right, I think that the way you pray is evidence of of the God you believe you're praying to. Right, um, I think that's just normal. You know, it's like having a having a, a father who you know despises giving money uh, to his kids without them having performed some kind of uh, a chore. Right? You know, you know this about your father. Know that it's not going to work, uh, you're going to approach him in a certain way. You know, if you need a little money, you're probably going to do a, a chore for it uh, because you know there's no other way to get it. You just you kind of learn how to approach your father because of the history you've had with him, right? What you know about him, what you know about his character. Uh, and I think this is how people approach God as well. You know, people think God is a certain certain way. He's this and he's that. And they have a, a system of beliefs uh, based on who they think God is, what he loves, what he hates, um, what he appreciates, what have you. And they're gonna approach God in that way. You know, for me, as far as prayer, <laughs> we'll just get into this. Somebody told me I, I had a mentor uh, for a time. He has since passed on, but he he told me one thing that will always stick with me. And you know, he was he was asking me about my prayer life, and I told him. You know, I, I was honest. I I don't pray. I don't pray as much as I think I should. I I have a hard time setting aside time for prayer to, to get up at a certain time always and, and pray is challenging for me. And yet I find myself saying a little bit of prayers all day long. You know, if I see somebody that that uh, I wish I could help, I'll just say a little prayer, you know, God bless that person or God bless this person or something like that. And I, I do say little prayers all the time, you know. I have something that uh, uh, someone for whom I wish God would show favor. Now, the caveat of that is I believe God has shown favor on everyone, so I'll just say that, but I think there are other forces at work and that prayer may, for whatever reason, help unlock um, healing and wholeness uh, and solve those problems that are in the world. For whatever reason, prayer seems to be an important part of that. But, uh, what he said to me was, you may not be a praying Christian, but you are a prayerful Christian. You're a prayerful person. Um, And that stuck with me. No, that okay that's that's that is an idiosyncrasy a spiritual idiosyncrasy of mine. I'm not the kind of person that is gonna get up at 4 a.m every morning and pray for uh, an hour uh, but I you know say prayers, little prayers here and there all day long. Okay so <laughs> I got to be careful here because I don't feel like I'm that prayerful right now but I haven't really kept track of it in a long time, you know? Uh, I I still do that, obviously. I suppose I could do that more. And, you know, part of that's being open to the, the needs that are around you. And I think I've said this before, that Japan is specifically, perhaps uniquely difficult in that area because Sometimes it's really difficult to find people in need in Japan. It's such a prosperous nation. And I live in sort of a rural area, um, which is, you know, it is it is what it is, I guess. Uh, the reason I said rural areas, is there's not a, you don't have the word if you don't have a concentration of homeless people for example in our area if you see a homeless person they're off by themselves it's very rare in fact i can't see i can't say i've seen a homeless person in 3 months i may have seen one in 3 months time maybe maybe a very rare occurrence um, and that's not a cop-out because you know there is there are all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of poverty everywhere right different kinds so I'm gonna have to run in and do my job um, an interesting place we got to I I I don't know, you know, what are the, what are your spiritual characteristics? Characteristics. I overslept this morning and my mouth is still not working very well. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.